1: Welcome to the KBJ After the Show Podcast. Kevin's eyes look insane, but he's got new hair. Virginia is a witch, and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After The Show
2: Podcast. All righty, it is a weekend. What's up? Friday, KBJ, after the show broadcast, yeah, Mm mm-hmm, got a lot of good stuff to get to here, including this, this is just stunning, Karen put this out and um, kind of talking about just the unbelievable run I've had at picking the winner unsuccessfully and do it, bitch, Three months running. It's been three months since I've correctly picked the team that was going to win. I, I've done 12 punishments in a row. Wow. Just amazing. It's, it really is unreal. And and the crazy thing about it was, you know, picking winners, even sometimes picking underdogs. And just no matter which way I've gone over the last 12 weeks, I've always picked the loser. And Karen did the math. She said, you know, you were talking about just what are the statistical odds of being able to do that? She said, okay, let me break it down for you guys. To correctly guess a coin flip, that's 50-50 odds, 12 times in a row, you only have a 1 in 4,097 chance. But Kevin correctly picked the odds off favorite 12 times in a row. Kevin had calculated Virginia's odds of winning at 69%. Virginia had 20 wins, Denny's had 9 This is the same as incorrectly picking a coin flip that lands on one side almost 70% of the time. But here's where the numbers get stunning. Based on these odds, the chance of Kevin picking the odds off Favorite 12 times in a row is one in
1: 2.6 million.
0: Oh, you should play the lotto.
1: I feel like you should play the lotto. Just kind of. That's add on to the losing. Knew, we did play the lotto, but we did lose that. As I say, I mean, he's not going <laughs> to win, but I think he should still play it. I knew what I was doing was
2: fuck. Yeah, just <laughs> unbelievable. One in 2.6 million odds of me doing what I have done over the last 12 weeks. Wow. So
1: One could argue when you're that unlucky, from a certain point of view, are you lucky to be able to have something go that against to the odds? To be that bad. It's, it's unbelievable. Kind of with the witch, you should play something this weekend. Yeah. You're, I mean,
0: you beat the odds big time to
2: be so bad. It's unreal. And listen to this. If I were to incorrectly guess for a 13th time in a row this coming Tuesday, the odds of me doing that would be one in four point two million. Let's push for the odds, baby. So if I blow it again on Tuesday, one in four point two million are the odds of me doing that thirteen weeks in a row. It's crazy. I took that loss home with me. I, I I
1: fucked it up. I was I the I the problem.
2: Me, well, I am the problem. I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> n- knowing who I had picked, and I had gone against a uh, Denny's, and when I saw some things. Especially when he picked correctly and named the first and last name of three current Major League Baseball players. That was was crazy. This is how you get to the number one and 2.6 million. What are these statistical odds that Denny's, who doesn't know anything about sports, could correctly name three current Major League Baseball players? The universe said, piss off, Ralston. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, these numbers, just unreal. One and 2.6 million. The odds of me doing that. Thank you for breaking down that math. That's I mean, impressive. <laughs> I'm reading the
1: chat room comments. Something that's getting some traction. Jay Bird threw the game. What? But you didn't know who I picked.
2: That's that's the whole thing. That can't work because I had only held up who I had picked to the YouTube chat.
0: You would never throw so the game. You didn't
2: even know who I'd picked at that point, so you couldn't have thrown the game.
0: Nobody in here throws games. So that,
2: But regardless, that has no merit. There's no merit in that comment. There's no way you did. Crazy. Unbelievable. I play to win, do it, bitch. Everybody
0: plays to win. When I hear to lose, everybody tries to win every game
1: we play. Or is this just a big wrestling ploy?
0: Like, you just won Hank Pinks. That was a battle. I did not want to lose, but you won.
1: That win was a satisfying win. That Hank Pink won earlier today. It that was felt, big. Felt good, that was a nice man. comeback.
2: I thought you were done. Do you oh, want, it- Do you want your prize? What kind of weird bullshit is... What are you doing right now? She's ramping up into something that's on. It's your debit card.
0: Stole it. No, you left it at your last transaction on the counter.
1: (laughs) Dude, anytime anytime I lose something, I go, "Who stole my phone? (laughs) (laughs) Who stole my
0: debit card? Who stole my debit card? Uh, You left it at your last transaction." No,
1: motherfucker, I'm doing (laughs) shtick.
0: Scooped it up.
1: I should have taken that thing with me to
0: Tallahassee. I would have
1: been so bummed out if you, <laughs> even if you just went to Tequesta. That is it. Such a shitty way to set yeah. the Friday. I'm like, yeah, oh, fuck. Hey, I gotta go to Tequesta now for my debit card. Oh, I'm hitting the road. Man, I know how to get in your house though.
0: But I'd have taken that thing to Bucky's. You just seen weird <laughs> charges from Bucky's on there. I know her
1: code. Any, anytime she's out of town, I'm going go there. I'm gonna fucking do risky business. I'm, I don't know. Do all kind of crazy shit in there. Panda's there. I'm awesome. going. Panda's there. Is Rocco there too?
2: Rocco's there. Okay. Got an email from some rando. Says, Kevin, how the fuck do you handle all the stress and rage inside of you? <laughs> oh, gosh. You have the patience of a monk. With the <laughs> month you are having, I'm highly impressed with how you handle such situations. <laughs> Show me the way, Gandhi. <laughs> I highly recommend...
1: Y'all check out on the TikTok, the four-part series of the the behind-the-scenes debacle, Virginia ruins the show. (laughs) (laughs) it's, It's all, it's four parts, and I gotta tell you, it's layered. It's very good.
2: It's pretty amazing.
0: All just trying to make a grilled cheese. JMZ was very happy with how that turned
1: out. <laughs> the last video, Kevin don't even know I'm filming him, and he's having a fucking, he starts, it starts to kind of happen.
2: Well, I saw Virginia kicking around over there with all the cores, and I'm kind of out of my side eye watching, and I'm like, I hope that, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and it did, it and all the sound. screens just go, I'm like, oh, boy.
1: But I those was grilled cheese, though. It made <laughs> such a defeated sound, the you computer. You know that? The, the, power,
2: the power. <laughs> And I just had that thought as I'm like, going, I really hope she doesn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I went, uh-oh, Kevin, I think I did something bad.
2: Yep. <laughs>
1: There's parts where Suits is walking in looking all fucking disheveled. <laughs>
2: Poor kid sprinting down to the other <laughs> studio trying to oh. run the show from there. Uh, it's great uh, fun. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, Linnea said, uh, I guess this is uh, more for Kevin here. I am imagining you have been inundated with theories and bullshit and opinions about the queens and your daughter's tattoos. So I'm throwing in my two cents here, which has probably been addressed. Knowing what we know from only airtime about your wife. She has severe social anxiety, and in a nutshell, and in my social anxiety as well, um, she got the tattoo to actually repel people. As corny as it sounds, it's literally a fence between her and society. But you are already inside the fence. You, your kids, her close friends. You being a public figure is a nightmare for someone with her anxiety. She's not disrespectful. She's reacting to a life where everyone you both go... You are recognized by fans everywhere. So it's scary for her, and it would be for me if I was your wife and I had those issues. So I think if people can look at it that way, a balance in her mind, it makes more sense, right? Everyone says poor Kevin. I agree most of the time, but here I don't. I think she is making it subconsciously clear she doesn't like the limelight. Am I making sense?
1: Hmm. I mean, I disagree with that. Analysis— I don't know. I mean, it's layered
0: because I think she doesn't like the the, the random limelight that takes her and Kevin's private time away. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like that. And that does happen. And she would rather have Kevin to herself than share Kevin all the time. I also mm. think
1: she just got the tattoo because she fucking likes it. I mean, at the end of the day, but, I, don't, I don't think there's, I know everyone wants to make it to, to this this big psychological thing, and I'm sure there's some some of that to some degree, but it also could just be she wanted to get a fucking tat with her daughter.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. our daughter has a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I, I think that is one of the things, if you had to say one of my wife's, uh, biggest phobias. I think it is about having great relationships with her kids. That is her thing. And and like I said, I think it stems from the fact that her mom and brother don't talk. And I At think all. they do not. They have not spoken. I think since Canon was born.
1: Wow. You don't have to go into the details, years. but was in your opinion, was
2: whatever happened big enough to wear I think, well, I, I don't think we necessarily know what it was that happened, but I think my wife believes that it's possible her mom might have been a little too obtrusive in her brother's life, and he created a barrier because of that. And I think that's a big part of why the queen doesn't really tell our kids what to do. I think she has a very deep-rooted fear that she would follow the same path and wind up in the same place, and that would destroy her and not have any relationship with her children. But does she tell sometimes, like for example, Cannon's
1: still in high school, mm-hmm. if he, if she wanted him to do something, would she tell him, or is that kind of not how she she rocks?
2: She does to an extent. There, there are times where you know she she does definitely still lay down the law and say, hey, you have to do this and you need to do that. I mean, she's still. At her nature, it's kind of interesting because it's a battle within herself because she is still a strong-willed person who definitely has opinions, and her dad raised her that way. Her dad was just like, hey, here it is. I mean, how strict her life was growing up, it's pretty crazy.
1: Balls of steel.
2: Yeah, what she had to go through growing up. Mean Streets of Chicago, too, right? It was. Joliet, which you could even argue might be tougher than Chicago. Joliet is a very tough town, man. It is just steel is it
1: close to chicago it is
2: it's a prison town right outside they would eat you for lunch in Joliet. Yeah. Regular
1: Chicago fucking ate my ass up for lunch. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's it's Chicago but grittier. I, I went to like the 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 fun side of Chicago. Yeah, and I, the,
2: ate yeah. The, up the, the north side's a bunch of pansies. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs>
2: South side's a little tough and a little. But so Joliet's kind of you know like blue collar South Side Chicago. So they're very gritty people. So yeah, she grew up in that environment. So. Yeah, I, I think that's a big part of it. She has that internally inbred within her and she fights against her own nature. So because she's afraid of losing the relationships with her children,
1: I think maybe people want to try to get some analysis deep into her thinking because you weren't really feeling the tattoo. And I think that's where like, well, if Kevin wasn't feeling it kind it's kind of causing conflict, why would she do that? Well, there's gotta be a reason why she's, you
2: know, going against Kevin. There's gotta be a, I think the fear over the rejection from her daughter is higher than it is from me. I think that she is more concerned about that because I, I, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. And not that, you know, Caitlin would have been mad and be like, oh, she didn't get the neck tat. Then it's all contingent on that. But I think that's an underlying fear that that is in my wife's mind. And so she always tries to build that bridge whenever she can to make sure that it's rock solid. I think she feels like I'm married to her. I ain't going anywhere.
0: you You signed the papers
2: right you're done dude yeah
0: she's talking to you too panda (laughs) oh he knows Uh he's done you can see it in his eyes
2: (laughs) so you know i think when it comes to parenting uh my wife tries to go a little bit not with the hard edge we still definitely guide our kids but it's more positive affirmations to try to lead them down the right path and try to make it pretty easy for them to choose the right way to go so it's just kind of a different style on it. My mom was very strict and strong armed as well. And that did not work with me. That was very tough. I became very rebellious when my mom was like, it's my way or the highway. My dad had the soft velvety glove approach of more of like, yeah, you know what? I put a lot of faith in you. You kind of disappointed me. Man, and I realized how effective that was. And you
0: gravitate to that.
2: I do. I Even do. when you
0: discipline us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's more of just a, yeah. I I'm more of man. I'm just kind of disappointed that you made that choice. And that to me, I, I believe is at least in my experience more effective.
1: You're talking about the second dirt today. It was pretty. I agree. It was a little 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 light. A little, little
0: Don't even come for me. You completely shit the bed in the no name movie game.
1: I shit the bed in many bits on the air. It's kind of my thing. <laughs>
2: Bad shitter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
2: Got uh, an email here said, uh, hey, gang, I love the new list. However, I am sad that uh, Kevin doxed his daughter on his last talking about the list of all the towns to go party in. Is this because of the neck tattoo? Probably an accident, or was it? You may want to remove this. Uh, apparently they're referring to, as uh, Denny's posted up, because somebody asked for my list of the party spots I went to in Boston. I also have it for Nashville. I've got Chicago, all those cities I go to. I make a Google map of where all the bars, rooftops, and all that kind of great stuff is. And somebody's like, oh, my gosh, you posted uh, Caitlyn's address in Boca. All
1: that stuff's public anyway, though. Uh, yeah. Honest, all of our addresses, if anyone wants to show up to murder you mm-hmm. or me,
2: yeah. all they have to do is Google it. it full is. name. And address she's, comes right up. she's no longer there. So that was she was in Boca before. She was in uh, via Meisner before, 101 via Meisner. So I don't mind saying. On East Camino Real, she's no longer in that. She's down in uh, downtown Lauderdale, and again, she's in an apartment complex with security and all that. I'm if, not worried about it. You had to bet ten thousand dollars on this. Yeah,
1: one of us, one of uh, five of us on the show, was to get murdered by some a KVJ nationer. Yeah, who do you bet on that happening to? It's you. It's me. Yeah, you give people access. Mm-hmm. You provide way
0: too much murder opportunity. Is that the only reason why? Kevin's got the queen. Nobody's getting past her and killing Kevin. Is
1: it because there's I'm single. I'm more there's more opportunity. I do let people mm-hmm. in more.
2: You're yeah. making
0: a movie right now. You've got a bunch of KBJ nation in it. Any of them.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I really haven't had uh, a random listener walk into my house and I think you've had, you know, something similar happen to you. Oh, I've had that a few times. Right exactly. So You've never had that happen. The only time that it <laughs> came close was I Vir- can't believe you're shocked. Virginia took a bus full of listeners early on to my house as a prank. Yeah, as a Let prank. Let me guess, you didn't film it either. No, no filming. This is kind of before all that. It was w-
0: it was flip phone, bruh. Yeah, I get
2: it. Yeah, so Tone down your tood. Uh, that's the only time but people I, you know, I know a lot of KVG nationers uh know where I live and they're all respectful. Nobody just shows up randomly. Oh,
1: most people are, but mm-hmm. like anything, as soon as something gets weird, It's in your head, you know, nine out of ten things can be awesome. But that one weird moment always (laughs) sticks out in your head. It only takes one. It does only take one moment. Mm -hmm. And I've had like fucking 50 of them. Murder
0: happens quick.
1: You're right.
2: (laughs) Al said I'm a little bit behind on the podcast, but I have some strong opinions about the neck tat. But what I really, really, literally OMG'd about was... When Kevin said he's never seen Fight Club. What? Do it, bitch. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That's Audrey that sent that in. Yeah, I've not seen that movie. And you know what? It was Interstellar that uh, we found out about today. yeah, I I realize there are still some movies that are out there that just for whatever reason, they've just eluded me that I I need to really get on because there's some great experiences I'm missing out on. So, yeah, that list that uh, Rotten Tomatoes had done of the best 25 movies of the last 25 years There is a few on there. Fight Club is one I need to just, for experience, watch it. So I'll get that. I'll get to it. And uh, Rachel in Seattle has a recommendation for you, V. Since you're high off the Barbie movie, I thought I'd recommend "Do Revenge." I would describe it as Legally Blonde meets Mean Girls. It's set in Florida, and yes, it's on Netflix. "Do Revenge." "Do Revenge." I'll let you take this with you as a reminder. That was the artwork. Thank you.
0: That's Mm -hmm. so fun. I love. I love
2: revenge. I love chick flicks. Yeah, it's It's everything. Perfect. Um, Dan in the Pizzle said, I love Jay Bird's new nickname, Dusty Knuckles. <laughs>
0: Dusty <laughs> Knuckles.
2: Don't let it die. I don't want it to die. I yeah. love that nickname. Hashtag yeah. let Dusty live. And what was it you were trying to say? Dusty Knuckles somehow came on. <laughs> I think uh,
1: it, I, it was something with, I think, Beyonce. We were talking uh, about, uh, I, maybe trying to talk about her. I don't know. What was I trying uh, to say? <laughs> Dusty Knuckles matches that
0: dusty brain. We can't remember shit. <laughs> no, we're, we're
2: fucked. Yeah, so he loves uh, Dusty Knuckles. We've got Keto Kev, Vicious V, Peace Train, Google and Gary. So he, he loves all those. He wants them to stick. And he likes uh, changing it to KVD. So Destiny's Child. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Destiny's Child came on what Dusty said, Knuckles. Dusty
1: Knuckles. Dusty Knuckles. Destiny's Child. It always sucks when you know you're on live and you, you've got two thoughts going and you're like, oh, I don't think this is going to go right Dusty Knuckles.
2: <laughs> Dusty Knuckles. That's two thoughts crashing at once. It's like a train on the same track. Uh, got uh, Jeff here. He said, uh, would Virginia get 10 or less correct answers on a single episode of Jeopardy? Maybe you can make a weekend challenge based uh on the call she had with Panda today, on who is the smarter in their relationship? It
0: depends on the categories, bruh. Okay.
2: Yeah, it, it always does.
0: It's really tricky. I mean, you can have a category where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I know all this," and then you can have eight that you like have no idea what they're talking about.
1: I do better at uh, the wheel.
2: Wheel of Fortune.
1: <laughs> Wheels for dummies.
2: Mm-hmm. Fuck you.
0: Fuck you. <laughs>
2: Uh, One text out of Broward said, I just found out my wife didn't know how many weeks there are in a year, and she's a high school teacher.
1: Wow. Okay. Just because you're a teacher doesn't necessarily mean you know
2: things. No, you're right. Absolutely. And uh, Debbie and Nick from Boynton Beach, uh, they said, yes, the uh, dumb thing I said, my husband and I were at Bush Wildlife a couple years ago, and we're standing at the Florida Panther exhibit. I look at them and I feel bad. And I said to my husband, do you think they missed the Serengeti? He started laughing and I definitely feel dumb because I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Florida Panthers. I'm from New York. I had no idea something like that could actually live here. "Ah, Don't (laughs) be so hard on yourself. (laughs) You you never know. I mean, Florida's got so much crazy stuff. There was a a big old cat that uh, was roaming around in Wellington. It's been kind of the drama that's uh, been going on out there. If you've been following social media. And uh, it was right out by Binks Forest Elementary, too. So that's where we are going, OK, what the heck is going on? A big
0: oh. cat would love to eat a second grader.
2: Yeah. Looking
1: at them, little McNuggets. Oh. <laughs> kid. Yeah.
2: So beautiful. Like, is that a Florida panther? Is that a leopard? Uh, turns out, I guess uh, they showed somebody at the Palm Beach Zoo and they said, oh, no, that's a that's a large bobcat.
1: Very striking, beautiful animal. Yeah, no doubt. I love the big cat game. They are, you, I could just yeah. stare at them all day long. Well,
2: that's why a lot of people want to buy them because they're like, oh my gosh, I just love these big cats, and then they want to claw your face off. But if, but think about if you had a lovable big cat. I get why
1: you know, a big old cat hugging you. Yeah, everything is going
2: to go down that way.
1: I know. I I would never do it, but I get the appeal. Mm-hmm. I don't think they even. I think a cat wants to be a cat in the jungle or in the in the. The nature, the elements. You mentioned
0: uh, bush wildlife. Amy's got a bunch of big cats out there. They've rescued and rehabilitated a lot of them, and they, they keep them. Amy actually reached out to us. She wants to do more stuff. So mm-hmm. if you want a big cat, let's ask for it.
1: I've had one of the, her big cats lick me. Really? Yep. It didn't bite you? It. I mean, if it did, I didn't notice. <laughs> Yeah, we put a little food on my face, and, and it licked me. That oh, was wow. kind of the pussy way of doing it. Oh, pun intended. Cat, pussy. Yeah. Uh, it licked me through the fence. Will it lick? It was. I think it was. By, we did a version of that out at Bush Wildlife produced style. I wonder if we could do that again. I.e., nobody checked it out on YouTube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amy is, you know, moving Bush Wildlife from where it is to where it's going to be. And she said she needs to raise more money. So anything we can do on the radio okay. to shed light on oh, yeah. bush wildlife. They do wonderful work rehabilitating animals that may have died otherwise if it wasn't for bush wildlife. Mm-hmm. They save so many animals every single day.
2: Yeah, no, they, they really do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, well we'll definitely look into that. They've been so good to us. and I want to see a I wanna
1: see bird get licked by a cat. I would love to go out there and do a video. I, uh, I think it's great. What if we brought a wild cat here? Only if you don't whisper like that.
0: (laughs) We haven't gotten in trouble in a minute.
1: You are right. Dodge a few bullets. Dodge a few bullets and (laughs) unscathed, bitches. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will be talking about that.
2: (laughs) You're a little traumatized. Confession coming up. During our confession. Next week, Mm, you'll hear it. (laughs) All right. Uh, so Nikki in Lake Worth Beach, you said, yeah, I was catching up on the show from early this morning. I heard you talking about, uh, people stopping on I-95 in the storm yesterday. Can you also remind people that it's a four-way stop when a traffic light is out? I almost died this morning.
1: Nobody, they...
2: It's unbelievable, just Only yeah. a quarter
1: of the people remember the hurricane rules. It's fucking lawless out
2: there. It's just, it really is. Uh, yeah, because I, I had to do the same thing. A uh, light went out right after that, and yeah, d- people are just like, oh, what do we do? I know. Pretty crazy. Nine out of ten drivers are not very good, Kevin. <laughs> no, I believe it. Especially in South Florida.
0: Anybody who stops on 95, though, because it's
1: raining, you are just a different kind of dumb. It's really how—I won't tell you the whole story, but it's almost how, how I died. The seven-car pileup was because there was a car with their—raining, same thing Kevin's talking. Only difference is the car—they abandoned the car. They just left it in the middle of the left-hand lane Did the on car I-95. break down? It was in the middle of the road. The, fl- the the lights were flashers on. Were flashers were on. You could not see it until you got right up on it and I hydroplane into that thing. But look, this is different. If the
0: car breaks down and then you abandoned it, that you couldn't help it. Whatever happens after that, you couldn't help it. Yeah, you could. You could push you could have pushed that to the side.
1: On 95? All they had to do was put it in neutral and push their car to the left-hand side and no one would have hit it. They left it in the fucking lane. Well,
0: I, I don't know. I don't know about that. But what Kevin went through is people that are driving a car that is fully functional and operational and they've chosen to stop on 95 And they're Mm. having no mechanical issues whatsoever. They're just struggling with
2: the rain. Yeah, they don't want to drive. And and I I get it. But that's what my PSA was. Pull Pull over. To the side of the road. You can't stop in a moving lane of traffic just because you're like, I can't drive anymore. Stop. Insanity. Really, I couldn't even believe it. I was just like, what are you people doing, man? Uh, Kathy sent in an email. She's very disappointed. Oh, (laughs) what did I or Virginia do? Kevin. <laughs> oh, the good boy. How could you disrespect an icon like Elvis? I've been a faithful listener of KVJ for years, and I'm a fellow Ohio University alumni and a diehard buckeye. Damn it. But today when Virginia mentioned Austin Butler's birthday and stated how great the Elvis movie was, you and Jason took the opportunity to ridicule Elvis, mocking him and calling him a fat pig and basically a pedophile.
1: Damn. I never called him, I never called him a fat pig. Never said fat. I Kevin
2: wouldn't... did. <laughs> did I? No. You called him a pig. I ca- I called him a pig. I don't know that I called him a pig. I called him a pig. Somebody called him a pig. That was me, and I never yeah. said fat. I don't call people no. fat. Oh, I don't believe I said that. And I don't think I called him a pedophile. I just called him a pedophile. Yeah. I said I was let's... just doing his impression.
1: I was again, I mean, <laughs> I thought I I thought I could go in on Elvis and not I thought that was a safe person to go after
2: without getting any
1: shit from anybody. (laughs) All right, let's
2: defend (laughs) the king. She said, what other entertainer can boast the musical accomplishments Elvis has? Who else has had so many movies made of his life and career? And who has a yearly vigil attended by thousands, 46 years after his death? I'm fine with you saying you're not a fan or you didn't like his music, but to call him a fat pig and mock him is <laughs> truly reprehensible. I guess I'll tune into the True Oldies radio station Oh damn! That might instead be your of the KBJ show,
1: yeah, probably your speed. We might make fun of Elvis again. In fact, that might be my mission now on Monday. Monday, they at least respect Elvis the day. King oh. of Rock
2: and Roll and they play his music.
1: Nobody had more hits than him. Nobody fawned over thirteen-year-old girls like the King.
2: <laughs> there you go again, Bird.
1: How dare I? Mm-hmm. And Hound Dog, kind of a shitty song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you call doubling
2: down.
1: Well, they listen. So it's true. She's got our other Elvis mm-hmm. She's <laughs>
2: all right, true oldies. Uh, I got an anonymous email here it said uh, I'm not sure if you've heard much on Kelly Pickler since her husband passed. We talked about it today in the dirt other than the snippet that came out yesterday in the main news, but there is a very large Facebook group called Investigating Kelly Pickler, where many individuals, some who knew her husband and his family, are stating Kelly was involved somehow in his death. What? They have stated assisted suicide and (gasps) such, and it's going through various legal stuff in Tennessee. Apparently she may have been going broke, And wanted his money. (gasps) Assisted
0: suicide. That's crazy. That's not in the story. In the story, it says Kyle took his own life on February 17th at the age of 49. It -hmm. doesn't say anything about her being involved.
2: Yeah, it does not. That's weird. She's planning on having an intimate memorial for him later this fall. And they are going down the route of somebody who is struggling with depression. They even give out the line to call for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. She said, I haven't heard this type of reports on the main news, but this group has blown up and it's very interesting to read. I just wanted to throw it out there in case you and your audience are curious. Facebook group is following the Kelly Pickler investigation. So maybe you can get more details on that there.
1: I just can okay, not want to go back in on Elvis again. I'm <laughs> just kidding.
2: <laughs> okay, thank you. I hadn't heard anything about that being devious. Got uh, an email from Tracy, and she said you were talking about how 62% of Americans are drinkers. Woohoo! And especially on the binging, right, about 30% of Let's those let Let's get those between- numbers up! 35 and 50 are uh, considered binge drinkers, well, we'll do five or more. She said, I was never even a regular drinker before COVID, but that has now changed, and I have a couple drinks a week now since the early days of lockdown. Yeah, that, that is a big part of it. That really changed the booze game. People with stress that was going on there, boredom, I think, were the two things. The fact you could get delivered alcohol still to your house and you're having to make your own fun, People were doing that, and since the pandemic, one, you developed it as a habit, and two, you're still stressed because the financial world has not returned. The other thing,
1: too, I think, especially during COVID, it was kind of even normalized. Oh, it's 9 a.m., it's 9 a.m. wine time, and people were actively doing that and kind of supporting that because people are losing their mind yeah. it was it was
0: the way you kept your sanity and it was the tie that binds us all together and like it was so commonality yes. yes okay girl you have that wine we're making it through this together it's 2 p.m A wine
1: time it's yeah. 10 a.m wine time mm-hmm. it's 2023 wine time i lost my job all right we maybe we have to stop drinking
2: <laughs> yeah, so it is understandable. I, I I get it, and you know you're not alone. Said the uh, the numbers are up, and uh, more people are doing it, and for those reasons.
1: It's a Friday. When does a Kevin Ralston crack open his first or make his first drink?
2: Uh, I'm, it always depends upon the the schedule and the calendar of you know what's going on. You know, does he
0: have to drive and pick somebody up, right. or does he have a free afternoon? Yeah.
2: No. I no. kind of looking at it. So, no, uh, today I'm pretty uh, pretty booked up and, you know, most of the day. So Dumb it's going to be later tonight. I free
1: afternoon, though. So, we got a free afternoon. Get a couple of drinks. Oh, put, yeah. Put a little, little wolf mother.
2: Yeah, no. Tug your
1: pud. Oh,
2: my gosh. Oh, man, what a great oh. day. Huh? Wolf
1: mother and masturbating with a buzz hand in hand. Pun intended.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better, right? Look,
1: you know you've got a free afternoon. There's no shot of anyone walking in. Yeah, tug away.
2: Yeah, I don't think today is the the day I've got to go to West Boca to the grand opening for the new Sprouts Farmers Market. Oh, don't tug, there, you don't tug there. Oh, Zero tug. No, yeah, it's not a very tuggable place. Bad spot. Yeah, so probably no uh, no drinking or tugging today, unfortunately. Becky said, hey, I need your help finding ale. My husband and I love beer, and we've been drinking IPAs and trying all different new things in stores, but we can't find Newcastle or Bass anymore. We love the IPAs and the Hazies and uh, the all-new Mom Waters and other stuff, but we love the old-school classics, and we just can't find them. Any suggestions from you guys or the nation on where they can be found? I have not had my eyes open for either of those beers. Ales? Somebody does. Newcastle or Bass. That's what she's looking for. And those would be Ales.
0: I mean, if you want stuff, go bigger. Go to Total Wine. Go to ABC. Go to your bigger places. They're going to have more selection. If they don't have them, if they ain't got your beer at Total Wine, I don't know who got your beer. Here's Mm -hmm.
1: something that's insane. I go to my liquor store all the time. The small ones are tricky because they don't have the selection. For $10,000 and a gun to my head. I could not tell you the name of the liquor store I go in every single time. What is that even called?
0: By your house? Yeah.
1: ABC. There you go.
0: Your house is close to ABC Liquors, which I think is great because they have a big selection. They do have a big selection. Total Wine has
1: more Mm -hmm. when it comes to beer. ABC's got some good snack
2: selections. See, I go
1: into that uh, liquor store a good bit, too. You'll pay 11 bucks per nut. For your nuts, but yeah.
2: it's... Uh, it's a good selection. Yeah. You like it. Okay. It's a great place to tug, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we got the KVJ Draft poster for the hottest man on the planet. Jay Bird had gone with Patrick Swayze, Paul Walker, and Heath Ledger. All dead team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hot corpses. They're hot, they're hot and cold.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh.
0: I like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I went with a strategy. I I think it's going to not do well for
2: me. But (laughs) But it's a theme. I love a theme. Suits went with Jason Momoa, Channing Tatum, and Chris Hemsworth. They're all just so built.
1: Generic. You think that's generic? Momoa's not generic. He's a good-looking
2: dude. He's
0: kind of getting into generic. I liked him when he wasn't as everywhere. I think he's everywhere now. He's in every hot guy photo. Aquaman, I know, you're hot.
2: Mm -hmm. And uh, I went with Lenny Kravitz.
0: Yes, that's
1: the pick of the day.
2: That would be the one person, yeah, if I could look like anybody. (sighs) Lenny Kravitz, man, it's unreal. I think
1: my man's almost in his 60s, by the way.
2: Still has a washboard ab. He looks 27. It's unreal. George Clooney. Aging amazingly. And then for the person who says I don't like Elvis, I chose Austin Butler. Oh. Who was Elvis? (laughs) So cute. I love that we gotta hate you about Elvis. Yeah. (laughs) Denny's went with Keanu Reeves, Robert Downey Jr., and Idris Elba. And Virginia had Brad Pitt, Shamar Moore, and Tyler Cameron. Oh, my list is smoking. Out of my
1: list. In their prime, one night of pure carnal bliss. Who are you, Who are you going around for a round of uh, lovemaking? You're going Swayze, right? Probably Swayze. Yeah. He can move them hips. He's a bad boy, but he's so cute. Yeah, I think I think he's going to give you the big O. He's, he's going to show you your O face, and he's going to hold
2: you after. Wow. And maybe even do a
1: little dancing. <laughs> a little slow dancing. Yeah. You're making it hot. Bone mm-hmm. piece. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you like to go vote, go to Instagram or Facebook. Look for the KVJ Show and do that. And make sure you come and join us tomorrow. We're going to be at E.R. Bradley's in the inside part of the bar there starting uh, at 4 o'clock. We're going to be doing kind of like Name That Tune and having some cocktails. Are you wearing trippy hippie stuff? I'm going to wear something that I can wear with the trip. Virginia said she has the, uh, I am. a I'm, tie-dye shirt.
0: I'm bringing him just a shirt. I'm bringing him and suits a
2: shirt. Yeah, so I'll wear uh, shorts that would go with tie-dye. And I'll be ready to put that on.
1: Let me know if you need. I have to go to the costume store today. Mm-hmm. So let me know. They okay. have cute
0: accessories for hippy trippy stuff. I bought some online, but they've got like the glasses,
1: the headbands, the hair clips,
0: the daisy necklaces.
1: Amazon Prime kind of giving me, I don't know. They, they don't always have what the bird is looking for. Because you're weird as fuck. They aren't <laughs> weird enough for me. You they are aren't right. weird
0: enough for you. The costume shop has some
2: weird stuff. They
1: got to outsource that shit. hmm
2: Okay. <laughs> And a nice little feel-good Friday here. My wife, Morgan, just graduated from nursing school and already has a job lined up in the ICU. It is time to celebrate. Gwen sent that in.
1: Aw, congratulations. Oh, they're in the KVJ horror movie. They're Fantastic. Aw- they're so awesome. They're very nice. Oh, what a beautiful couple. They're, they were
2: mm-hmm. in Brimsley, and they're going to be in this one as well. Very cool. So congratulations on that. Yay. we well, start off the weekend with some good news. Y'all have a good one. See you back here on Monday. Goodbye.